tippy top. Okay. So we're here with Osla. Uh, a group of two people. One being Henry, who we've decided uh, covers 85 to 95% um, of the work. <laughs> and Bradley, who uh, come in, comes in and polishes off the last 15 to 5% for good measure. I don't like the term polish off. <laughs> I feel, it sounds I, like, I, like, I love it. You're like, oh, we got these uh, leftovers, but we know Bradley is going to show up and polish these off. Well, I feel like that's an industry <laughs> like term. The, like and that's like garbage ins- disposal. That might be too inside baseball, too inside business. <laughs> a, a business muso. Um, yeah, it's not wrong. Right. Hmm. And Henry, uh, ex- explain ex- explain yourself. What do you? Uh... Oh, um, well, I I am, do most of like the creative side of of the project. Mm-hmm. I write the music and the songs um, for the most part, and Bradley mixes everything and produces everything and takes care of all the stuff that I hate to do and I'm bad at. Um, okay. And also provides, you know, additional instruments, mm. bass guitar, um, some so other like sounds. Yeah. Soundscapes. Just yeah, sounds. Soundscapes. Uh, absolutely. Is there anything that Brad does as a band member that really uh, upsets you and you want to address right now? No, uh, I'm joking. Uh, no, let's do it. <laughs> no, we're right here. here right now. While we got the hood up, <laughs> let's go ahead and take care of this. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, but you guys have toured a pretty decent amount. A lot, a lot of uh, out west. Yeah, a lot of little tours. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, they add up. Done quite a bit. What's what's your uh, favorite place that you've played in as Osla? Good question. Bradley? Ooh, I'm trying to think. The first place that came to mind was not a place we played as Osla, though, because we used to tour. <laughs> we used to tour before. Right. When Henry had a different project. Okay. I had a different project. Mm. Both of us were doing our own thing. Right. So we were like tour partners before we uh, became before I yeah before we worked on each other's collabs. music yeah. But we played we were in St. Louis at a place called Plush Plush Plush. Yeah. Holy shit! And it was really cool. It was awesome. And I, it closed down like a year later. So Plush sounds like a um, like a sex club. I mean, it was. Can't, it felt like one. Yeah. No, it was like really nice. It felt like a nice nightclub kind mm. of yeah like it was a big place with lots of velvet curtains oh yeah and they had a like a restaurant where you got free food right and they had like a some ping pong tables on a roof or something I, it was great i have a vague memory of that yeah, yeah but that. i think they closed down why was it was, was it a good sound or was it a cool club or what was the I don't remember too much about it to be like how no. the sound was. I'm, um, I just remember it was huge and really nice, well funded. Okay. 
Um, yeah, they did. They had good sound. They actually had like um. They had actually tried to treat the space. Like as far as the. Oh uh, yeah, the the plush uh, or the uh, vel- yeah the velvet carpet it, yeah, on the it wall. Actually, lends itself but they had right. actually you know it looked like they actually made an attempt which is uh, and it was sounded really good like a lot of venues don't seem they i think they think that dealing with the acoustic stuff the treatment of the room is like a an afterthought not a big deal yeah yeah or that, i think they just think it's really expensive and it's kind of like well that's like the the lowest priority right um so it was nice to be in a place that some thought had actually been put into the sound and the yeah. sound guy was really good and like knew what he was doing mm. um, was actually like a professional as far as like just someone they paid to come do the sound and seem to seem to know what he was doing right it's really nice and rare yeah for sure especially if they're friendly oh man that's just such you a gotta, rare thing you rare. hit you hit a weird uh uh the the sweet spot for for a club yeah, definitely. And I feel bad for the sound men of the world, but R.I.P. Plush. Big shout out. <laughs> was that a? Uh, oh, you said they closed like shortly after y'all played there. Yeah, it's been it's been closed for a while. Mm. I don't know why I brought it up, but you got and this you is got a good memory. You guys playing there wasn't the cause of it, was it? I think <laughs> it closing down. It certainly yeah. didn't. It was help. not a was not a well attended show, but yeah. for such a big space, I think it was like. I think relatively good, good yeah. but as far as like it was a massive oh a massive place. Yeah. What okay. So on the opposite end of that, do you have the worst uh show Ooh. experience? Mm-hmm. You don't lot. you don't have to throw There's a lot. You don't have to throw uh clubs or bands under the bus, but <laughs> if you want to, I, don't I will. Care. No, yeah, I mean I don't care. Um, do you have one? Uh probably I would definitely want to, for that question, it'd be easier to draw from those touring days from our previous projects as mm. well. Um, I don't know, probably on that tour or like one of the tours before, this is like 2013, 20, yeah. 2013, 2014. Um, definitely a few times playing to zero people. Yeah. Um, you know, showing up at a venue and them having no Oh, there's a show tonight? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That that deal. Yeah. I think the the dynamic range of uh of how shows would go when we toured before was much broader than it is for us now. Where yeah. it's sort of like now we know I think Henry knows where to book. Yeah. And the kind of place and the way to do it. Yeah. And so it's just much more like worst case scenario is not that bad anymore. Right. <laughs> Whereas before there were some like weirdly cool times where it's right. like we don't I can't believe we're you playing at this big anything, place and yeah. why are they paying us and stuff. But there were also just like I would say like four out of five was right. just a complete like waste of like our time. Or like on. yeah, show up and it's either a place where no one knew you were playing and the person that booked you is not there right. and doesn't work on that day. No, of course not. And yeah. the people who are there are like people, if there are people there, it's because it's a place that's like a, they a have a built in crowd yeah. and they weren't going there to hear music. Right. Or it's a place where you should never be playing and there's just no one there <laughs> or yeah, it's never, it's, a, there were a lot of bad experiences. I For think. sure. Now 
it's more like everything feels more predictable. Maybe part of it is just because we've been doing it longer, but, um, I don't know. I, I came back to your original question. I think, um, we've played a few times in Taos, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And I, that comes to mind just as like high up on my list show experiences just because of like friends we've met there and like, I don't know, so many things can, so many variables go into, uh, my favorite state, I think New Mexico. It's such a good state. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. What's, what's so cool about New Mexico? Just like driving through it is really nice. There's like a lot of different there's yeah, like it feels like everything mountains. like you can kind of see a lot of different stuff and it's all really nice yeah. and and feels like really unique and then Taos is a really strange but sweet place with like lots of kind of weird artists congregate to this remote city I don't really know like why they're there but it's really fun <laughs> they just ended up there man yeah that's where they're that's that where their boat like, landed people sure weird yeah it's really strange but it's really cool is it is it a college town it's like a ski town oh, okay it's like what um I don't think there's a college no there's no Taos State Taos uh, Poli Sci sure there's something out there what is um ski town I've never skied before what do you mean by ski town? What's can you can you give a vibe check or, or a, a vibe rundown of a ski town? Um, yeah, just a place with a ski resort. People will, you know, you've got uh, seasonal workers who want to come and stay there so they can ski, and then also rich vacationers who mm. want to go. You know, it just. Uh, yeah, always an interesting dynamic when you have those two, mm. those two groups. Right. I think Taos is kind of unique because it seems like a place where there are people who are not there because it's like it exists because it's a ski town. But yeah. They don't like. We meet a lot of people. Henry's into skiing, so he'll ask people about <laughs> skiing, and it seems like we meet a lot of people who are like, "Nah, never done it." <laughs> Never heard of it. Like, oh, yeah, never touched the stuff. It, you know, yeah. So it's it seems like there's like a weird community or like at least a group of people who live there permanently, and maybe even like work. A couple people we know that work at the ski resort, but aren't like ski people. Right. They How? just wanted to move out to the desert, kind of. Wait. So it's the desert. How how often does it snow in the oh, desert? So every like. Utah and like I don't know about Colorado but like Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, at least some of all of those states are considered the high desert. Mm-hmm. So it can be mountainous and it it maybe speaks more to like how it's dry. Mm. Yeah, and there's just like a, you know, random mountains it feels like. Oh. Sure. So on top of the mountain is where the the ski resort is. Don't okay. You ski down there. <laughs> You're telling me. Hold on. There's snow at the top of a mountain. I, w- I was going to put Henry on blast because um, thinking of the touring stuff. Yeah. He did say that I mean, like our tours are much better now. And he attributes that in some sense to he uh, 
when we were tour before, like Henry's always been the one that books stuff. Right. Even when I was doing my own thing, I just kind of like didn't, I'm not good at that. Yeah. So it was always kind of his thing. And, um, he would, he said he would like book a show and then never follow up. Yeah. Like he told me a couple times, he just like booked the show and then we're like, they were like, yeah, it's good. It's on. And then that was like the last, the communication last communication <laughs> until you guys were there. Oh, yeah. the and you sort of learned since then. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that is know, like, I'm not making fun of you. Cause it's like, it reminds me of something that I would do where I look back and I'm like, yeah, why did I, why did I think that was a yeah, good plan? I just, you know, 21, 22 year old Henry, um, yeah, I don't know. I well, you want to you want to think the that the person you're setting the show up with is going to do the most, right? Uh, right. When in actuality, there's a ninety percent chance that they're going to do the least. Yeah. So a big uh, part of it for me was just like contextualizing those email conversations. Right. Like thinking of it in the context of their day. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's a big part of my day when. When, when you're I, hitting like, somebody book up. a show. Yeah. And, and what do they have to lose? Like right. nothing. They're not making any money. Right. They it's, could forget. It doesn't matter. At some point, I'm glad I realized that it wasn't as big of a an occurrence in Ooh. their day. Oh, man. <laughs> That's fucking deep. As it was for, my, for me. So I, you know, I think com- communication skills have definitely improved yeah. over the years, <laughs> which has led to good, better outcomes. Right. That's yeah. how I feel about a lot of like that feeling is like what I feel about a lot of relationships and like dating experiences is looking back and being like, oh, yeah, I just <laughs> never thought that that wasn't a smart thing to do. Wait, what? Like, Say that again. You like, never thought just what that, was that a smart feeling thing? of like looking back and realizing like, oh, yeah, I should have like said uh, this I thing said that or I should have just like, yeah, followed up. Like, why did I think this was a good idea? Why? Like, it's just when you look back, you're like, how how did I? not know that right yeah maturing yeah i guess right? that's what it is you're so. maturing as a booking person um maturing in relationships and as a man and as a man <laughs> as, as, a, a human, as a human being as a human being yeah, I, don't know. I, I just feel like if i look at who i was when i was like a teenager <laughs> i just like think of how stupid i was yeah, and the way like didn't understand how the world works. Yeah, hopefully every person looks back on their teenager years and are like, "Man, I was dumb as shit." <laughs> if you don't, then I certainly do. Right. If you don't, then uh, there's something wrong with you. Something wrong. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I did everything right. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel, I feel so clueless. I, hopefully, I mean, I, I assume in like ten years, I'm gonna feel that. The same way that way about right so. now, yeah. You know? Um, like a ten-year cycle <laughs> of self-hate. <laughs> yeah, I, love it. I think uh, imposter syndrome is a good thing to have, or a little bit. Okay, expand right? on that. Because uh, you think it's a good thing to have? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I go on? Go. Yeah. Can I defend my point? Go yeah. ahead. Uh, the floor is yours. Because if you think, oh, well, I deserve to be here. Uh, I know I've, I've got it, it all figured out. Then you really don't. Right? Yeah. Is yeah. that fair? You think so? That. I'm saying a little bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not saying like a crippling, like, 
oh, we shouldn't be playing in Taos, New Mexico. We don't deserve <laughs> we don't, this. We don't deserve it. You know. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Just being like taking inventory of yourself. Auditing. Yeah. Self audits. Definitely. Just like. A lot of people. A lot of people don't. Sorry. No, no, I, I think we've had conversations like music about music, like about that. We've had a lot of conversations where we think, or at least I can say, there were times when I was a teenager, in like a really unknown, not very good regional band would come through town, right? And I would think, like, this is incredible. They're touring. They're so good, or whatever. I just thought it was like such an accomplishment. Right. And then of course you like start touring and then you're just like, oh, these oh, shows man. aren't good. <laughs> right. This is embarrassing. So there's like a lot of stuff we've gotten to do that I think is, oh, man. you know, I feel uh, the 15 the year old version of myself would be like it, pretty happy. Right. I think yeah. if I was like, oh yeah, you're going to tour just that right. alone, it wouldn't matter. Cause I remember thinking specifically like uh, bands, so we were like playing in, band, you know, local bands and stuff, and the bands that were on the road were just being like, "Oh, it's not good. It's not. It's not. It's, yeah, not, it's not what cool. you think. Yeah, you know, we're all broke and stuff. And right. I'm like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Fuck. Just to say I did it. Yeah, that's true. And now I'm like, you know, well, it's kind of like, uh, I guess. Oh man, we're getting deep. Uh, this is kind of like being uh, like an adult or thinking about your parents as a kid. And you're like, oh man they're infallible they got it all figured out oh yeah and then you become well i'm i just turned 21 uh <laughs> so i don't know what it is to be like 31 yet uh but yeah, you know you, you get you get older old. you get older and you're just like fuck is this what my parents were doing is this how my f- parents felt you know yeah my parents at my age had Three. They'd been married for thirteen years. Whoa! How old am I? Okay. What? They'd been married Wait. for fourteen years. What? Eighteen. Uh, they'd been yeah. They got married at the at age 18? of eighteen. So I'm thirty-two. They would have been married for fourteen years, and they would have had two kids already. Damn. Because they didn't have they didn't start having kids till they were like eight years in, I guess. So. Wow. Um. That's like insane to me. Like, I don't, I don't know what that's about, but it freaks me out. <laughs> Not about. And that then life. I remember, I also remember being a little kid and thinking like, my parents would always say, "No, they didn't, did they get married when they were 18? I don't know. I can't remember, but uh, they might have been twenty, so maybe they were married for twelve years. But, Brad, you're ruining this podcast. Uh, right now. <laughs> I can't tell the truth, but they. Uh, I remember being a little kid okay. and thinking like, "There's no way I'm waiting till I'm twenty to get married." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, 18, second I can. There's just yeah. no way. Like, I'll meet my Topanga in high school, <laughs> and then, like, we'll fall in love, and, you know, we'll all go to college together. Yeah. And then now that's just, like, even at this age, imagining having children just, like, uh, fills me with, with panic. Oh. <laughs> and despair. Despair. Imagining have, having a dog fills me with despair. <laughs> wow. And dogs are we way don't more, need to get into this. Dogs are way more important than kids. So this is wow. Um, we don't want me to start talking about my opinions on animals. Do you, <laughs> do you think they don't exist? They don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Fake. They just freak me out. It's a lot of responsibility. It's true. 
Well, and being a uh, a touring musician, because I'm in a band as well. You guys haven't asked me about being in a band. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, but yeah, just like you could be away for weekends at a time, and you're doing like two week runs or whatever. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, the, you're, you? you're you're having to like find for find a place for the dog or the cat. Oh yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, is, and is it really your dog or cat at that point when you're gone so long <laughs> or gone so, so often? Yeah. That, that would, yeah. I think that's difficult for a lot of facets of life, right? Going to work, going to like any job, having a relationship. Yeah. Right. Especially like when we're traveling, yeah. I don't know. We're like road dogs. We just, <laughs> I don't know, go wild. And it's not true, but uh, I think I think uh, I I couldn't have a good relationship if I weren't with somebody that just kind of had their own stuff going on, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Can I address that? Uh, the gorilla. cat is here. The five hundred pound uh, gorilla in the room. The the ninety pound gorilla in the room. <laughs> uh, cat uh, Brad's partner, um, who's a woman. Yeah. I mean. I didn't, I didn't want to out her, but well, when you, yeah, when you say partner, who knows, but she, yeah, um, yeah, she's over there laughing about the, uh, the dog conversation. <laughs> this has been a point of contention, right? It's understandable. Well, dogs are great. Um, but yeah, definitely trying to have a relationship, uh, with somebody who doesn't get it, mm. who doesn't get that. You're going to be away for a little bit and have that trust of like, I'm only going to hook up with like the ugliest of people. <laughs> yeah. I want nobody hotter than you. Right. That's, That's what cool. I say. Every time I've been in a relationship, I've been in touring, you know, I've been like, Oh my God. Not hotter than you. It's and she's, she's been like, I honored that I honor and respect that. And she bows. And then I bow to her. Oh, my God. We met on the road when he was on the road, and I went to see Henry. Oh, Cat yeah. is, is talking. That's true. That uh, was the best show. Cat just oh, said, I forgot about that. Cat just said off, off mic uh, that Brad and Cat met on the road. Yeah, on one of, the, one of those tours in 2013, 2014. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was another good place in Savannah. Savannah, yeah. We had a couple of good times in Savannah, I think. A good city. Nice. We should go back. Was that at the Grayface place? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a cool place. I, uh, Kat is holding up a bag you cannot see right now, but it's... Uh, Graveface Records Graveface and Museum. Yeah. Yeah, find them on Instagram. Somehow that's I ended up place. following them, or they followed me, and then I met Kat. And we, the rest is history, you know? <laughs> um, so we talked about the best and the worst. What's the middlest show that you guys have had? I'm just joking. Well, I think I could speak to that. <laughs> I mean, Wait, hold on. Would you, would you rather, okay, on, on a string of shows, would you rather have all middle or would you have um, one one uh, popping off show, 
and then everything else bad. I think all middle. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think you can only go so high. I don't know. Just like I don't know about you guys. The less deviation, I think, the better. For sure. It's um. Also, I, I can't trust things that are like. There's only so, so much joy I can allow myself to feel. <laughs> right. But the, the pit of despair is is what it is. That, uh, I, have a, I have a friend that I work with, and he says every bottom has a basement. So when you think you hit the bottom, there's a basement right, there's to the bottom. One, yeah. Right. Um, I have like wonderful memories from those shows that had the higher deviations. Okay. Absolutely. Like we had definitely had fun shows back then. Um, like kind of the random things where, you know, where whoever booked the show made up for my lack of communication and, you know, somehow it ended up being good. Right. Um, but I don't, another time on this, I remember playing in a biker bar. Uh, <laughs> is it a leather daddy bar or just a normal biker bar? It's more of a normal biker bar. It's oh, not okay. like a lot of like Vietnam vets. Mm, Standard yeah. issue biker Standard bar. Standard-ish. Okay. Um, they didn't like us that much. I, don't, there was, I remember some dancing. Um, and, uh, there was some dancing and it felt like it was... At our expense. Aggressive. Like, I don't, they were I don't, dancing at us. Yeah. I don't think it was like we <laughs> Was it like this. Thriller? They started to dance at you? It was just like a drunk. Oh, a drunk. Man. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Dancing, yeah. dancing like kind of ironically. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Right. Mixed signals for sure. But it's great. Like in, you know, the two or three tours we've done in the past. I mean, I guess our last tour was like almost a year ago because of COVID. But Because um, of what? Of COVID. What is that? <laughs> That's eradicated by the time this comes out. It's fake. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Go on. Uh, uh, I, I just realized that it sounded like I was being serious. Um, Henry was um, not being serious. Thanks. COVID is real. Thank you. Um, Can confirm. We well, also weren't being serious about hooking up with <laughs> no that was serious that's not serious no, no that, was, was, that was that was only bradley being serious the amount wait the no amount that was all of, me oh that's true, that was true. I, only, we don't, I was the only we one we can't that said speak it. to whether or not my michael was being serious the amount of feelings i feel when i'm it's different with osla because i don't know it not being the primary writer it's like less stressful it's not as precious yeah but when i would play my own music like the amount of stuff that I felt I never like met people. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I don't even think I had the yeah. capacity to like make friends. I just spent the whole time like stressed out about yourself and like, yeah. And like either like devastated at how bad it was or, you know, yeah, it was never not, there was no potential for like even talking to people in a real right. way. That's what? so, it's like honestly wild that those tours happened we're like i don't know all of our we're so it's such primitive touring like we're so young and stupid and and my setup was like just like too much it's just like why am i doing this brad you were doing the most brad what was your setup 
Uh, I'd bring like a television with me. Oh shit! <laughs> like a tube out. TV or like no, a, just like a, okay. it was a flat screen. It was okay. plasma. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I just set up this television. That, no biggie. Like, that had videos and it was all like synced up. Right. There were lots of times when it went poorly. It was like a, a high, a high uh, opportunity for something to go wrong. Right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, when you're adding more elements. Right, and doing it, wrong. and I was just playing alone and right. trying to do it all. I remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing one of those shows. I don't ever remember his set going badly. I remember, like, my memory of it was just like, <laughs> um, yeah, Bradley and I were, like, fairly new friends at this point, too. How long have y'all been friends? Um, no, it was to today. Now? Yeah. Uh, maybe we... Ten? No, like... Eight. Eight? Okay. I was 20, and now I'm 28. Um, but I remember, like, he was a new friend, and I just remember, like, generally being, like, so impressed with his whole, his, like, video stuff, and, like, I was impressed that it just, like, sounded pretty similar every night. Like, it was consistent, and it was pretty tight. Right. Um... And I was, like, overwhelmed on his behalf at, like, how big of a production it was yeah. for just being, like, one one, one person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, my memory is still of it, like, being impressive. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I do remember the best show that I had was one where a, um, a really, like, young guy who was a big fan of Henry's can't wanted to like meet henry okay before we played which was like wait what yeah it was weird like he like got in touch or something and was like hey i want to like ask you questions about i want henry's hair yeah he was like (laughs) i want i want to lock it i want to lock it right and uh he he we like hung out with him earlier he was just a kind of like just a younger guy right and he just really liked henry's stuff and like wanted to like talk to him about music i guess nice and, um, but at the, I thought, I don't know how old he was and I hope, I don't know what happened to him. So I don't know <laughs> if there's any chance that he, he got addicted, he got addicted to heroin and but he, he's dead now. In my, in my memory, he was like 14. I don't know if that's accurate, but I feel like his mom like drove him and dropped him off. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then his girlfriend was there and it felt like his first girlfriend. And then I, and a part of my set is a part like the climactic ending has a right. bunch of fireworks and stuff and he started making out with his, his girlfriend <laughs> oh my but, gosh I and it felt that. like a first kiss and it felt like in their mind they were in like perks of being a wallflower <laughs> <laughs> baby you're a firework and it was know? it was pretty sweet perks of being a wallflower i remember that S- asleep by the smith starts playing <laughs> yeah 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 it was wild and in reality we were like in a church in panama city beach or something like that just like some weird place that was having a show no it, that was at a&m theater which was awesome in panama yeah and, uh, we played there. played there yeah i don't think it's still a place i don't think so i remember it was uh upstairs yeah had oh, to go. yeah and i was like fuck this we have to carry all of our <laughs> shit upstairs that did suck i remember that as well right um yeah but we had fun. Good memories. Well, that's the, uh, you know, um, playing shows, I have the mentality that it's like baseball, where if you're hitting three out of ten, you're fucking 
the legendary, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that's the attitude I've grown to accept. Like you were saying, Henry, where it's, um, expecting less and just kind of, I'm kind of, uh, putting this, I'm projecting this on you, expecting less and, uh, kind of just going with the flow, doing what you can do, covering all your bases, being like, Hey, I can send you flyers. I can see in the flyer file. Can you print this out? Or even being like, Hey, uh, I, uh, I'm going to print out flyers at Kinko's. Can you go just, or FedEx, whatever, and go pick them up, you know, trying to cover everything that you can cover. Um, yeah, I think finding the kind, the right kind of venue for your music is super important. Yeah, that too. Con- yeah. Context is always really, really important right. in music. Right. We don't end up, we, we never play at places where we feel, well, that's not true. Um, it's far less often that we like, find, that we'll like show up to a venue somewhere and like feel like, what the fuck? Like, like we don't belong here. Right. This is not a good fit. Like, yeah. and I think um, in like the early tours we booked, where I'm like 22 years old or whatever. And, um, just like not knowing what I'm doing booking. It felt like that happened all the time. Like we'd end up at a biker bar. (laughs) We would like end up, I don't know. There was at least one show that we just decided not to, they like (laughs) got in touch. We like got, there and there was no there were like no flyers the place seemed kind of abandoned yeah and we ended up uh like i just like we kind of i think we maybe got in touch with the venue or something or just like hey just like want to cancel this This, this, no one knows let's just call it off and they were like yeah let's just it felt like mutually yeah (laughs) to call it off yeah like an amicable like yeah no one wants to do this so why do it Gosh, Nobody wants is, to do this. And part of that for None me, of us like, want to be here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like, I think a big part of that too was like being not confident in my own oh, like, for sure. art yeah. and just kind of like not Please. confident in my, my set, right. not like mm. just feeling kind of like, what's the point? Please, <laughs> like, somebody, anybody. But it's answer crazy me. because like I've spent all this time like booking. And it's wild to not to think about like not doing everything you can to like right. make it as good as possible. Right. I think I think practice is like a really underrated thing as well. For sure, <laughs> we're yeah. talking practice. We're talking practice. <laughs> but, uh, practice. There was kind of like a point where even after we had been playing for a while as Osla, right? Um, where we had to, we were gonna play for someone to make a little wanted to like film a little video of us playing one of the songs. Yeah. And we decided we were like, well, we don't want to, you know, don't want to do a bad job. So we practiced a lot on just one song. Right. And I think it kind of like maybe clicked with Henry. (laughs) Like, you know, that we both kind of like realized like, oh, yeah, this is what you have to do. You (laughs) You need to practice so much. Right. That like, um, you know, that you you feel so locked in and you feel like there's not that you want to take away that element where you're like worried about it, like, worried about your where ability are to perform we right it. now. Yeah. Right. Playing a song. Yeah. That anxiety like was such a big part of my experience playing every show, <laughs> like up until maybe up until you and I started 
playing in Oslo together at least. And then, I don't know, when you started playing with me, I felt almost more like... Infinite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, more like pressure to be good or like to try harder. <laughs> That's over. Um, yeah. Like... Well, I think one thing is a lot of times... I mean, the interesting thing for me about Oslo is like, I, I've played my own music, but I, I've played a lot more playing with other people, which is more like what I'm comfortable with, like playing other people's music in a live setting. And I think a lot of people who are the one, like whenever you're the primary songwriter, whenever it's your thing, it's hard to get people to uh, practice and like work on the song and like want to do that because you're always like, you're people are doing you a favor. Right, absolutely. In almost every band, everyone's kind of like, yeah, well, like I'll play with you, but there aren't that many bands where everyone is equally invested. So I think it's hard for the person in charge to say like, no, that was not, that wasn't good and we need to work on it more. Like let's play this song 10 times in a row. Right. It ends, most band settings, most of the people end up just kind of like settling for kind of knowing the song. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, true. So when you can get to that point where you like, I'm different, like in that sense, like I'm like, oh, I like to do this. Like let's do it over and over and over and let's like, we get good at it. That's such a good feeling for me. Can I cut in here? Yeah. Uh, well, Brad, you're like a, a paid actual like musician. Actor. And yeah, <laughs> um, I hired, I hired Brad for this, <laughs> this podcast. I went on, I went on mobile Alabama, uh, Craigslist yeah. and I was like, need, uh, one, uh, mustachioed uh, <laughs> actor to yeah. do a podcast with two hot dudes. <laughs> um, but no, it. I think that's just a. Um, you can tell when a, a a band or a group is is has gone past the point of like we're having fun. Okay, we're having fun over here, and we're serious and like an actual thing over here For and sure. practice is definitely one of those things. Sure. Um, you know, like we play songs about pizza and girls, but we're very serious about practicing and, you know, um, yeah, doing, taking care of all the things that we can, can we can control, you know, you can't control how many people are going to come out to a show right? when you're, you're, uh, emailing, you know, whoever, um, you can't control how people are going to react at the show. Cause we've played shows where there's been a lot of people and there's like, what the, f- no reaction. Right. You know, I'd rather get a negative reaction than zero reaction. Um, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's debatable. Well, that's maybe that's, uh, but I can that's the professional I can wrestling that uh, mindset sure. in me. Sure. Yeah. Well, and you're, and the, if you're playing a, like an, a more aggressive, style of music too i think it's meant to get a reaction like you know if you're playing in a punk band of some kind and you're getting zero reaction you're like doing something right really wrong right. probably sure. um i think maybe osla is right there the, punk rock. The, yeah it's it's very aggressive <laughs> very but aggressive. i think in maybe that a lot of times the best reaction to osla is like no reaction <laughs> it is a like people being like hmm, that was pleasant uh, which is 
you know, it doesn't always, and it's that's not always expressed in an outward way. Right. Yeah. Sure. But I do think there's something really nice about, like, personally, I kind of have that gene of wanting to, like, when it comes to music, like, that just that, I don't want to say mastery, because I'm not trying to, like, Ooh, become compass. a master. Yeah. But, uh, like, that personal sort of, like, thing of, like, and, and it's, if you're playing a supporting role, like I do, right. a lot of the time, you don't really have as much to worry about, like, you just kind of, you just have a job to do. Right. And there's something like that feels really good about regardless of what's going on. Right. How, whether people care or whatever, when you can just sort of focus on like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to make it like, I want it to be challenging enough that it is like a little bit of a challenge. And even though like Oslo's music is very simple, I get to like do a bunch of things at once. Yeah. So that's sort of like enjoyable and being able to just like focus on a thing where you're like, my, like, I want to do this without making any mistakes. Right. That feels like really, really good right. in and of itself. Right. Even if nobody is watching, it like feels really good. So it makes like <laughs> yeah. practicing fun and it makes playing shows fun. Even if it's the worst show, you sort of feel like, oh, I know I'm going to like kill it. You know, right. yeah. I'm like an offensive lineman or something. <laughs> so <laughs> now, the te- even if the team does bad, right. I'm just going to like, you did your knock job. that guy over. Now, Henry, um, Brad said something interesting that Oslo's music is uh, simple. That's fair. Do you have a rebuttal? <laughs> no, no. I'm just, I'm just um, joking. I'm just, <laughs> just fucking with you. I will say the simplicity of Oslo makes it. Yeah, that's the charm. The that's the charm, I think. Sense. Yeah, it's the right? charm. Which is one reason, like I say, I could never write. I could never write the stuff that because you want. Writes. Yeah, because you want to be, too, wanna like, be insecure. Right. You know, I'd be like trying to like. I'd be like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm more of like a. We got to sh- cram all the shit in here. It's such an interesting, like, I'm literally like, at, I'm <laughs> reaching my, like, my close to my, like, musical ability, like my peak. <laughs> so, like, it's what? interesting. What that, do you mean like, by that? Well, I guess that wasn't a good way of expressing oh, it. Okay. But, like, it's simple. But at the same time, like my background is so different from Bradley's that like, um, I'm like at my musical, I'm operating like at my musical capacity most of the time, like playing this very simple music. Um, it's also, it is like challenging music to play in the sense that it, it, when something is simple and repetitive, if you make a mistake, everybody knows yeah like there's a lot of music you can play where you would never know if the person messes up if they're like you know if they're a good performer and they know how to kind of hide it or there's some chaos going on but like so many times uh in oslo you're doing like the same thing over and over (laughs) and over and over and so if you mess it up it's like it's so glaring and there's just no there's no hope that um, <laughs> you know there's there have been times in other settings where I like did something that in my mind was like humiliating like a mistake and then afterwards someone was like wow you were great you know and people and like people that I like might respect like that I know know about music would be like that was so good and I'd be like well what about that like horrible mistake I made in this song that like, arpeggio oh, I not, missed did notice. not notice but like in Oslo it's like well there's two keyboards happening and you know right uh, it there's it you know when it goes bad or something's missed i think yeah at least in terms of hitting a wrong note 
Definitely. It seems like, I don't know. I think on our like earliest tours, like maybe even our first tour where you were playing with me, where we were playing together. um, I don't know. I think those moments have become more rare at least. Um, But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I've, yeah, I, when you, I feel like there, I can remember very specific mistakes. Same, too, like yeah, absolutely. Like there are times because it feels so bare that there are mistakes yeah. that I've made that like haunt me. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Where you just think there's one that we do on purpose a lot when we're practicing <laughs> that uh, I don't really know how to explain it, except it just sounds like you this riff that happens like oh, that I have to play that happens like over and over and right. over on the one song like it probably happens 64 times in a row <laughs> I guess and the one time it's just like this if you hit this one wrong note it sounds like you turned it into kind of like a blues it's a blues riff yeah. and it, okay. it hurts so bad yeah. and it's hard when I'm playing it not to hear it that way like yeah. not to hear it the wrong way and want to like hit that as a joke right um yeah, we, um, haunting. uh, live, I'll, I'll give you, I'll put myself out there a little bit. We, um, uh, our first, uh, f- fest, the handsome uh, scoundrels, handsome scoundrels, the band. Um, we got on this, this festival in Gainesville, this punk rock festival that been working for trying to get on. It's like the, um, the Coachella of our music, uh, genre. <laughs> and uh and so our first fest that we got on we had worked to get on there and we just by happenstance um the guy who runs it tony he was at one of our shows in saint augustine uh you know earlier that year and just happened to be there and we're like oh okay well let me hit him up and be like hey do you remember when we were we playing you, you saw us we played the show can we get on fest um, can we get on fest? Can we get on fest? And he was like, yeah, I remember y'all. Uh, you guys can play this time slot, whatever. And um, yeah, uh, we started playing and I was so nervous. I fucked up the first or the second song. I was like uh, multiple frets away from where oh, no. I should have been. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, well, this is it. This is this is my this is my punk rock career. This is it. Uh, I'm gonna just fucking kill myself. Yeah, multiple frets. Right. Have you ever considered doing like performance enhancing fret like, work? Uh, like drugs, like not drugs, but like um, beta blockers or anything <laughs> like that. You know, like some music, like a lot. Of, I think. I've heard that like a lot of like classical soloists and stuff take beta blockers. I'm not doing like a Joe Rogan. Alpha brain? Do you want me to take alpha alpha brain? It's a real thing, I think. Uh, To like keep the adrenaline. Oh, no. Well, it seems like the adrenaline was the problem in this. Well, that was the... Okay. To be fair. Beta blockers, I believe, keep your adrenaline from like surging. So if you're getting on stage to do like a speech or some sort of like... Oh, musical okay. performance, your hands won't be shaking right. as bad, your heart rate won't be as elevated. To be fair, that was the one time that it's happened. That's mm-hmm. the only mistake you've ever made? Yeah, I've never nice. made any mistakes before. 
And I was like, I've what the fuck is this lot. thing? I haven't heard a lot of mistakes. <laughs> what the? F- I was sweating. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, but yeah, that was that was the one time where I was like, man, okay, I just fucked the band. You know, <laughs> I just screwed this. The you know that one song. You know, did anybody? Uh, no, just one guy who had uh, toured with us before, and he had seen us every night, and he was like, "What happened with he the was second like, song?" Multiple frets, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think those kind of uh, those things like have to happen to you, though. You know, you got to grow. Like, yeah, yeah, you got a bomb. We're just like stand-up comics. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. I've had like such humiliating experiences on stage that I feel, I don't think that I'm like afraid of anything happening to me at this point. Yeah. I've had some same such bad, such bad shows. Uh, really like even the ones with Henry when we were do our, when we were touring together, right? those were like compared to shows that I did without Henry where I was playing my own music by myself. Uh, those were like highlights. Like I, I had such bad shows. I don't know. Like for some reason, my live set just gener- felt like it generated. It was like polarizing or something. Mm. And people really like to just like tell you how they feel. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's just like a lot of like performances where people would come up to me and say like, I wouldn't say mean, just like weird things that right. made me like bum me out. And like uh, what can you, can you give one example? There was a, um, yeah, I can give so many. Examples. Well, yeah, I give the best, <laughs> I'll give them give all. the best example. No, we're giving them all. Uh, definitely like a show where somebody like, um, a certain promoter locally who's not around anymore, but who was R.I.P. the worst. R.I.P. Um, he's Yeah. Respect. Uh, I'm sure he's alive, but he's not. He should doing be dead. Shows. He should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he meant well, but he kind of like misrepresented. There was a show that I wanted to play on Halloween, and he misrepresented. Uh, he was like, "I can get you on this show, mm, um, but yes. like you need to do like something Halloween specific because your music's not like exciting enough for Halloween." And the band I was wanting to play Damn. with was not like they were kind of more ambient. Like that's why I wanted to play with them. Uh, they were like a, a touring band, but he was like, but we need to have something exciting happening for Halloween at this venue. So like, can you just, can you do like a Halloween song? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then he started telling people that I was going to play like all Halloween, a whole set of original <laughs> Halloween music. Yeah. The show was in like a week and a half. Oh my God. So I like wrote like five Halloween songs in a week and, uh, then I played them. It didn't go well because it wasn't good. Because uh, you I'd had rushed them in yeah. like a week, and the and it wasn't a good place to play music. Uh, people, you know, I didn't feel like people were like that interested Into in it. like hearing it or anything like right. that. And then when I got done playing, the promoter told me uh, he was like, "I like your songs, but you should just never sing again." <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Brutal. I was like, "Thanks, thank you." That's oh my god, I like your songs. Constructive. I mean, but, it's honest. Uh, you it's are honest. the worst part of your songs. <laughs> yeah, and then he started telling me how his friend should be like should sing my music, and I was like, oh, that's where this is like, this is where going. it's going. Yeah, yeah. It's gross. his friend that kind of sounded like the singer of Incubus. Uh, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he's a great Which singer. He would sound a lot better. 
yeah. singing. So maybe you should talk to him. I can introduce you. I was like, oh, that's no, nice. I might. So how did that and go then, when you linked up with his yeah. friend? <laughs> when you so linked yeah, up with yeah. the guy from Incubus. Yeah, I'm an Incubus cover band. Right. Uh, but yeah, there was stuff like that or just people like, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of like backhanded compliments I felt like I would get. There. A lot of like, you know, I hated that, but like... <laughs> you're bra- you're so brave, oh, or so something brave. like that. Like something like so it's, brave. It's very creative. I didn't like. It. I remember a guy telling me, uh, I had just driven like, like, how far is it to Chapel Hill? Like thirteen hours, oh twelve hours. A long time. Okay, only nine. But I drove. We drove that one day to play Chapel Hill. Played there. The show was awful for a lot of reasons no uh on the way there i saw that the venue said like we will do nothing to promote your show this is just we Love just it. let anyone have the Love show it. i open mic it wasn't my show that i booked but uh i didn't you know know that until we were on the way there that it was no one would be there so it was just like playing in a weird bar and then afterwards a guy said uh i didn't like it just Ooh. let me just tell you, I did not uh, like it. Get out, get out uh, on the front of it. It's really not my thing, but it was very original. But I did not like it. Like he just kept saying <laughs> over and over. I was like, I get it, I get it. Like I, I fucking hated it. it. I get this it. This is like the nicest thing you could must. This is the nicest thing you could like think to say to me. It's, <laughs> it's that's just lying. It's crazy what uh what oh shit. It's crazy what people think uh when they're being. They think they're being nice. And yeah. so uh, there's like, you know, not my thing. Yeah. It's like, you I didn't thought have it to was, say anything. I thought, yeah, you could have just been like, I didn't like approach you and ask, Hey, man, what'd you think? <laughs> I assumed it, nobody reacted when I was playing. I assumed nobody liked it. <laughs> right. I assume you didn't like it unless you say otherwise. Right. There's, um, and there's, even then I'm like, Oh, they're probably just, just lying. Being nice. Yeah, there's being nice, which is, Cool. There's this uh, Canadian punk rock band that we love called uh, Chicks Dig It, and they have a song called "You're Pretty Good," and it's about it's about getting off stage and being like, we just finished a show and we're sweating through our clothes, and somebody comes up to us and goes, "You're pretty good." Yeah. It's yeah. Like, what a compliment. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna write that. I'm gonna journal. Uh, that's my dream journal. I'm gonna put that in there. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I don't really play my own uh music i feel like there's a nice level of separation yeah when i'm playing with osla well yeah i feel like my personal like feelings put into uh, song form yeah the uh preciousness we me and uh bradley and i have talked about this off air without henry about preciousness behind his back behind (laughs) behind henry's back he's so precious he's so precious (laughs) precious boy we're trying to preserve uh, Henry, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good a good setup that we have is like that balance of, you know, Henry. It's his; they're his songs right. for sure. He's the captain of the and ship. I, if I could go <laughs> uh, back around eighty five, please percent yeah, eighty five, uh, and it's like a he's really committed to 95. his thing. He knows he knows what he wants, what he wants, and I believe in it. Like I trust him. Because he's uh, he has a knack for making stuff that people actually like, which I do not have. <laughs> I don't know that feeling. I feel like Henry, like his his uh, love it, his 
Like his instincts Charisma. are always good. Like yeah. he makes he had a band name before, a different that he played under a different name. I always like I didn't really get the band name. Somebody contacted him and was like, "I want to." I mean, that's not exactly how it happened, but like someone kind of stole his band name. He, you know, was able to be like, "No, you've got to like." get permission to use this band name for me yeah, right. you know what i mean like it was like just his instinct of like choosing the band name right was popular right yeah. and a lot of the music that he's done it's uh, consistently been well liked so i know that what he does is good and i trust his like direction more so than i trust my own right i just sort of come in as that second voice so to that it's not it it, the less yeah. precious part. That's just oh, that doesn't need to happen that many times, right? Um, <laughs> or like, I'm I mean, I, I specifically remember when we first became friends, and I'd hear stuff. I'd be like, "What if you had drums? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if there was a beat?" And he'd just be like, "Never." Or I think he like <laughs> started doing it live. Before. Like he did a couple songs live where he had some sort of electronic drums, and I was like, "That was like the best part. That was great. Like that was like next level. It's just like." elevated it when you have a song like that and he was just i was like what why don't you do that on your you know on your recordings he's just like absolutely not that's like you know i, I felt like it was like crazy like i, I just die before suggested I to bob dylan that he tries the electric right. guitar electric guitar yeah, people are gonna just, hate me yeah and we still have like one of the fun things about working on his recordings is that there is so much space to work with and it feels like every every decision feels Nothing's like it doesn't feel like anything's taken for granted. Right. When you play with a lot of people, if you have like a bigger band, it's just sort of like everything is there. Right. Right. Like if there's multiple guitarists, there's not going to be a discussion about are we all playing on this song? Usually it's just sort of like we all we know that's there. So it feels like every on his like every you want to add the hi hat. And we've had like long disputes, not like disputes, like we work together really well, but like where we both have a different opinion. It's just like, it's okay for that hi-hat to hit twice <laughs> on that second verse, right. you know, just that little, and he's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, don't know. I don't want people to think I'm Skrillex or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I don't think, it, I promise you, nobody's going to notice that extra hi-hat hit. We but, won't. But <laughs> if I took over and like added all the things I wanted without that sort of back and forth, then it would just kind of... Lose its right. thing, you know? yeah, for sure. It's definitely a good, um, a good, like, it's a good balance. I think like, so. We fi- we meet in the middle a lot, and I think right. it. There are a lot of things that I like. You know, years ago when we started, like when Bradley started having, you know, a little bit more creative input. Like, I am a lot more comfortable you know, taking some risk or more risk now than before. Like, I think it's allowed me to like make decisions more confidently or like, I don't know. I've stepped a little bit away from like the preciousness that like, I think I had when I started. Right. Um, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I mean, we we've also just figured out like what works for our like setup, the way to record. We when Henry and I first, when I kind of first got involved with actually working on the music with Henry, 
because we had already been friends for a while at that point and been touring together and stuff and got along really well. But he was, he, I kind of like the first thing we did together was I had him come to my place and try to like record that way right. where he had sort of like given me this stuff to start with some of the tracks and it was like, all right, we'll record the vocals. Like I'll record you singing and stuff like that. Right. And it like, I think the result was fine, but it was definitely like really challenging. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, like it just didn't, it felt more difficult. It's, uh, he, he didn't like, you know, and I'm the same way. Like I, I don't, I, I'm, I don't love someone to be around when I'm recording vocals. Sure. And just you know, like, it's like really well, nerve wracking yeah. and, and it felt like sure. it knocked him off his game kind of, it like made him yeah. uncomfortable. Definitely. Like I felt I couldn't like, even after like two takes of trying to do the same two takes on like the same like vocal right. idea I'm like if it's not going well I'm just like fuck I'm wasting Bradley's time right, right. now he's like well you he- sorry yeah. he's like doing all this stuff for me and I'm like you know I I need to like try this in the privacy of my own home and right. like <laughs> I need to like try and fail a million times right. when the stakes are low and I right. nobody's around well, recording wise, it's like you you uh, you hear stories of olden days of like I don't know Bob Rock recording uh, Metallica and being like we're on take ninety of you know of one or whatever doing vocals. Yeah, you know, that's not good. You know, next let's let's try it again. But it's like I've done the same exact take over and over. You yeah, know? I think there's that. recording vocals is like the hard recording yourself is like to me one of the hardest things recording your own voice is so difficult Mm. and even just doing that with a friend even like the way we were first recording it when he would come over and he'd use my mic and I was like running the recording right it just there's just some level of like it's impossible to not be precious in some ways right unless you're just like you know a real singer which I'm not I don't feel like I'm like that. You know what I'm saying? Like there right. are people. And you're not a mass singer. Like my brother who right. did your theme song. You know, I don't think there's any doubt when he sings. He knows like it's good. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I'm sure him with a great producer, like doing 90 takes could produce incredible right. stuff. But like, I think for people like Henry and myself, I think it just leads to more and more like existential crisis <laughs> right where and, it's like man you know, we're never gonna get there and i don't know what i'm doing and what right. was the point of that and you just can't even like hear yourself clearly right so we've sort of worked out a system where he records he kind of like lets me he'll show me stuff he's working on show me ideas and stuff i give feedback most of the feedback i like to give people is just like ideas it's just like here's like five things you could do it's right. not usually five things, but you know, just right. like, Oh, a here's a things. chord that yeah. you could add. Here's this thing. And just like, if you like these things, I don't like, I just don't even think about it. It's right. like, if one of these inspires you cool, if not, I don't really, you know, I trust yeah. you. And then eventually once the song's kind of written, he records it all by himself. Yeah. He does, you know, the, the vocals and everything pretty much he records it and then sends it to me to mix. And even then, and then, I kind of like to mix by myself a little bit at first. Right. Kind of just like get everything. Cause I, I'll feel insecure <laughs> mixing and worrying. And I think he'll start to fret if he's like listening to me. Right. 
mix the stuff because they're right. like, oh, that doesn't sound good or whatever. It's just like, no, just let me do my thing. Right. right. Let's get this like kind of like rough, at least, at least let me f- do the obvious things. Um, and then, and then the back and forth kind of starts from there. Yeah. We figure out what needs to be re recorded or I'll record ideas that I have. Right. You know, what for the instruments that I have that I, right. I like to add. Um, and as, comes more like back and forth at that point yeah. right we both like at Still first like. definitely mm-hmm. spend time alone with like the project right separately and then like we're both kind of familiar by the time we get in the room together <laughs> and right yeah there's usually like a finishing the final mix is usually us together right kind of like you know right finalizing stuff right uh, with the, I mean, I know some of the new stuff, there was one song that maybe had the most, uh, kind of like change, like the most extreme mixing changes kind of, I don't know, like Antelope Island. Mm, yeah. It was one of the new songs. Okay. Just because it, I felt like it was like a different kind of song than he had done before. Right. And it was like a big challenge to figure out. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. To figure out. Sorry, it's okay to get emotional. Uh, I get emotional. <laughs> right. No, just to figure out how to... I'm always worried about doing too much. Oh, yeah. With Henry's stuff. So, well, uh, yeah. it was like his poppiest song, in a sense. Right. And so, constantly worried about, like, I could totally take this song and ruin it. And, right. And add Go way too over much the stuff top. and yeah. be like, oh, what? yeah, and just turn into, like, an EDM song. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, from the outside looking in. I think the uh, as we were talking before, the uh, simple, uh, not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. The uh, the 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 four on the floor, you know, uh, bit of Osla is what I enjoy. Um, so if it was more, you know, if you're like, oh, I think I can get like a. Uh, I think I can get like a tabernacle, tap, tabernacle, <laughs> tabernacle choir, choir on here. You know, uh, <laughs> Mormon this, choir. This, this song would be it. this song would be great. Yeah, you well, know, it'd be so different. You know, yeah. You know, uh, expectations are like really important in music, like setting up expectations, and it's, it's it kind of goes right. back to the context thing, yeah. like we were saying before, which is like a David Byrne thing, I guess. Like you've, I know you've read. I don't know David. Yeah, I know, what that I is. know you've read his book and uh you can deny he's it like a fire guy suck, what does but, uh, he do like a fire person he's a burn victim he's a burn 95 uh, of his body yeah. is burned and but like context <laughs> matters and and it's right you know it's about setting up expectations so like yeah. if we go uh i think one thing i learned a lot is like playing in the wrong situations yeah. One reason it's so difficult is because there's an expectation there. Yeah. When you go to a really noisy bar where people are wasted and like very loud bands play and you try to play like thoughtful, quiet music, nobody like it's not going to work. Yeah. Right. Nobody wants to hear that True. in that setting. And there's something about Henry's music that sets up the expectation. Like you're not you kind of are very quickly understand what he's doing. Right. And so if you if you did too much stuff, it would set up the expectation that even more stuff is coming. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You sort right. of get like the commitment to the simpleness. So when something does happen, it does, it feels like enough. 
Right. Sure. When you're doing so, when you're doing simple things like that, and then you add something, it, it the you know, the dynamic range doubles or whatever. It's yeah. the equivalent of if you got really loud with the band. Right. Right. Man, we've been going for a while here. Um, Are you sick of us? Or? No, hell no. Uh, I thought there'd be like an ad break. Yeah. Blue Chew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now uh, I wanted to bring up uh, one song, one Oslo song that I really enjoy is I Haven't Slept. Yeah. That that, that hits me, right? Aw. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, does yeah. it? <laughs> it does. I wouldn't say if I didn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, do you want to talk about where that came from? Or Okay. Um, yeah, I think that it's the first song on, on our right now the most, EP, most right? recent EP, yeah. Mooney, from 2018. Um, from 2000. It's our most recent EP. <laughs> it's 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I, I, think that, I think that's... For a, a long time, that was like my favorite thing that we've ever done because it felt like, at the time, like the exact like the ideal structure of an Oslo song. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think it's really simple and, um, it's just kind of a build. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like at that time, I was. I think my my like idea of what I'm trying to do has changed yeah. since then, but I I still I think I really connect with where I was at when I made that song. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'm really glad that you like it. Yeah. Um. And I, you didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> you haven't cash at me. <laughs> well, I think that's and we're back to go back. We're ready to go back to a podcast now. I feel like that song really, um, it kind of set up a lot. It, it's like structured so symmetrically, right? And it's just like this thing happens four times, and then another thing's added onto it, you know. And um, it's it sort of like set up that that was like one of the first songs that we played together, right? I think because we did the his EP before that, I just sort of recorded it and mixed it some. Yeah, and then it was for that st- stuff from Mooney that we started actually like playing shows together. Mm, is awesome, yeah. I think. Yeah, and we made a video of ourselves playing that song. I haven't slept, and that was maybe the first one, and that was sort of where a lot of the ideas that are still like the foundation of how we play songs yeah. together. That's where they sort of made sense because it since it was this like layering song, it was easy to, to sort of uh, figure out how to use all the stuff we had available to like make those layers happen. Yeah. Cause it was really easy to logically be like, all right, I'm doing this. Oh, I only need, you know, one hand on this instrument to do this. So I can just get this hand ready to play this other riff or it's like really easy to loop this part. Right. Or something like that. Um, a lot of those, a lot of the stuff that now we do, and I think in a more complex way, as, as far as not everything so linear and symmetrical. Right. Sure. Um, but it's still a lot of the same 
muscles that we developed or something yeah, like sure. that of like oh yeah we know we can do these this is the the amount of things we can do at once right and figuring out now how to do that in more complex ways yeah of more songs that go up and down a little bit more than i am right does. Yeah. that one just starts like just vocals and and mellotron like it starts it's just one thing and then by the end it's all the things and it's just a a straight like crescendo yeah Yeah. right there's no there are not many twists and turns no we're going up it's a it's a ski lift (laughs) to bring it around no that's um i mean the lyrics uh i have problem i've i've got problems with sleeping um and so i don't know that might have hit me more where it's like uh i haven't slept you know uh it definitely alludes to like just exhaustion. Yeah, I don't have time to. Well, not like in a bad way, but it's just like, well, maybe in a bad way, where it's like I I don't have time right now to deal with. Maybe a relationship. I don't know mm, if that yeah. was where it was coming from, uh, but De- I don't yeah. have time to deal with this other thing because I haven't slept in you know a couple of days. Sure. Yeah. Um. Well, the, uh, one big thing that I was into when I kind of when when I first I can't remember how why we started like what led to us recording that EP together as far as like the first one that I worked on with oh. you for Oslo like I don't remember what the point was like when money Henry, to make money yeah it was, it was for the money <laughs> but Henry's previous stuff he had always kind of done it on his own right and then I can't remember like I wanted to work with him I think I think he was like skeptical about like Deal, you know, just dealing with that d- dynamic of working with someone else. Well, yeah, it's a, you're and, in a relationship, and, right? With and, each other. And I, one thing that was like that one belief I had was that his older music, pre Osla, I always felt like I wanted to hear the lyrics more, and like I wanted to find a way to like have him still have the ambience right. that he likes and like the lush reverb and everything like that. But like, let's like figure out a way where you still hear the words a little bit because yeah. I was like, I like the words a lot. And some of his older recordings would be like, Oh, I can't, there's so much like <laughs> reverb and everything like that. And they're recorded so distantly. Right. So that, I think that song kind of represents, uh, I don't know. There's some, like, I feel like on that, on the, the Mooney stuff, like a lot of the lyrics, I think be- because of the mics that he started using and the yeah. way he started recording vocals and the kind of comfort as well. Because I think there's like I think there was a an insecurity he maybe had about like being able to hear the vocals in the way that I wanted to hear them. Right. Definitely. I part of it too was just like you know being in, uncomfortable with my voice and like you know until probably around when we started recording together. That's like when I considered like my vocal range and like writing songs based on that instead of just like keeping it in the key of the first time I, whenever I wrote it. First, yeah. I know that. Um, but right. yeah, that all, which also leads to like making playing live so much easier. Like when you, when there were so many songs he had before that he couldn't play live. Cause he was like, Oh, I don't think I can actually like sing it in that key. Right. Not that like you have to do it in the same key, but you know there was like always like a lot of, uh, a lot of these like issues with that kind of stuff. And then right. I think once he started figuring that out, 
when, when you are going to make that decision to have the vocals more audible like that or record them in a new way, then it's sort of like forced picking the right key, mm. picking and being being more comfortable with what you're singing and knowing right. like you need to have a better performance. And then when you go to do it live, there's less insecurity. It's there's right. not a lot of like, oh, there's no way I can do that. Right. I remember there was a lot of like there was a lot of adjustments. There were a lot of adjustments between like recording and like when I was thinking about playing it live. I remember like I think most of the songs were performed live in a different key from how I recorded it. And now that's not really a thing. I just, it's always how it's recorded. Yeah. I think anytime you can have a better performance, uh, I think like performance, whether it's for the recording right. or primarily when it's for the recording, it's like more important. I, I like think performance over fidelity. Yeah. Like I would rather hear someone perform something really well recorded with like a cell phone right. than I would want to hear somebody who's really bad, right? you know, record in the greatest, like with the, you know, in the right. greatest studio and just have Quincy their Jones. voice be, yeah, like yeah. heavily have to have their voice be like heavily processed right? Um, to make it palatable. And I think that started to happen. And I think that led to like our live performances feeling better, um, feeling like, you know, when when you play the songs and you can feel really good about them, yeah, then it's like I don't know, like it adds another yeah, it's a level. It makes it kind of they feed into each other. Yeah, that's know? a that's a different feeling when you feel locked in with the other other person. You know, um, yeah, for sure. Right before right. I um, also like would not like I would. I essentially played by myself for a lot of like our early tours and would just put a lot of stuff in a backing track. Right. Which is just like, I don't know, so much less thought went into how it would, how I would perform it. Cause I could just defer to the track right. and put whatever I could, didn't want to do live in the track. And I don't know. I think, somehow that's still just like made for such a worse experience. Like even having the stuff, how it was recorded playing, I think now there's so much more thought being put into like what each of us is doing. It's harder to have things happen organically when, you know, it's just recorded. Yeah. Right. Even, even if when you're with another person playing together, if you, even if you do the exact same thing every time, um, there's going to be like a difference to it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, even if we, every note we technically play is exactly the same, the chance to like have dynamics build together and everything like that. Like it makes a difference. Right. There's like actually something happening. Yeah. Um, especially when you're in the set, like, especially if you have these pre-recorded tracks where you just press play. Right. And you don't have any control over like doing much with them. It it's I think uh, much more difficult to like for something real to feel like something real is happening. The worst like show mistakes that I remember are all mostly related to like back when I played with tracks because if you mistimed something 
you're you're fucked for the rest <laughs> of the song. Right. Yeah. For sure. If you get lost. Yeah. Like I remember one song. Like the track was just a bass drum, just like whole notes for <laughs> doom, a really doom, long time. Yeah. And <laughs> if you miss the start by even one, then like the climax of the song when it's not just the bass drum, if all the other instruments come in at the wrong time, it's disastrous. <laughs> I remember that happening once. Well, the way he was doing using backing tracks too is like some people use backing tracks and they have like you know, they're separate in your mix and they've got a click track and they've also got a guide vocal, you know, that's right. telling yeah. you the chorus in two, three, four. Right. So, you know, you, it, you know, ensures that even if you get lost, there's something that will tell you, Hey, but he's literally yeah. just having to sit there and play with a, the bass drum going over and over doom, from an iPod doom, or doom, from his iPhone. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you mess up, like you have no way of, it's almost impossible. Like you just have to wait until the next thing comes in. Right. I just had no, it's it's insane. It's so difficult. I had no idea what I was doing. It's so much work. Love it. It's crazy how how little I knew. How far we have come. Yeah. You now know? we're famous. <laughs> now we're rich. Now y'all are famous. Well, uh, you know. I've looked at the Oslo numbers on Spotify. You crunched them. They're not bad. Right? Am I wrong? I mean... Am I crazy? Am I wearing Supreme underwear right <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, it seems like you got, or you have um, figured out a way of getting on the the right things that you want to be on. I don't know. I wish... I wish... I wish I could tell you how. I don't... I, uh, I feel like... I'll tell you. It's hit and miss. Like, right. even... Even the most recent song we've put out, like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know how to express what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh, good music, recorded well. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it deserves to be on a thing. You know, Aww. that's what I'm saying. So uh, good songs, recorded well, are going to end up on the right uh, you know, playlists on Spotify. So, sometimes it's like luck of the draw too. I well, think. That too. Like, that's, I think you got to know I the right like, people as well. Well, that's you a, know, that's a big thing. And just getting on, like if you just, yeah, there are a lot of playlists that are very influential and they're controlled <laughs> right. by one person. Right. Like yeah. they're not all controlled, you know, but each one kind of has its own. It's like, this is just a playlist a guy makes and he's respected. Right. And if he decides that he likes your song, you're going to get, a lot of streams right and that's and if they just for whatever reason don't like that song it might not or like in the case of the last song we put out it was on a, a youtube channel that we really like and right. that's really respected right and the guy's youtube channel got taken down for copyright Oof. infringement because he kind of reposts songs yeah henry reported <laughs> in right uh but you know, it's just like one, the song right when it, it was literally the night it got posted right and it's getting like more plays I think than anything like speed wise was getting like plays at such a high rate and then it got taken down. Yeah. Um, So it's just like that when you're reliant on like one or two playlists, that's kind of, if one goes wrong, it's like live and die by the sword. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, um, man, we've gone way longer than I was expecting to go. We're almost at an hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Dang. I can, I can only usually go like, 
five minutes tops. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's, hard, it's well, hard to believe. It's hard to believe this podcast is almost halfway over. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even. We're had doing a four-hour. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even stopped to eat. We haven't. I think we have uh, we Arby's to the roast beef review. sandwiches on the way. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten. We to haven't the even done a that. segment. Uh, a yet. big Montana is on the way. Are there going to be any segments on this yeah. podcast? Like, do you have? Yeah, any? a big Montana segment <laughs> for Arby's. Like? <laughs> can can we do? Can we like invent a segment? What do you want to do? Um, um, I don't know. I'm not a podcast host. Yeah, Shit. I'm a podcast guest. Yeah. I'm barely a podcast host. I'm more of a podcast um, ghost. So like. <laughs> I don't know. What are some things I like to rank stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Hold on. I okay. have a I have a specific set of skills. I think that lends <laughs> itself set of to skills. be. I don't know what. What I, are you gonna? I say? was gonna say Henry is really into ranking things. Nice. And it's like it is a nice um, conversation right. starter. Like if you're just with someone and you don't know them that well, you can ask them to rank like <laughs> okay something or you can ask them like what was the best and worst thing right today, whatever. Uh fun fact though, it, it once um it's also a lot of pressure, I guess. I, I mean I don't That's feel true, like it's yeah. a lot of pressure, but it can be. Right. And I once was dating someone who's a bit uh more like socially Don't say the word. Uncomfortable. Okay. There like just That's more fine. laid back and more doesn't like the pressure and right. the Henry's Request for rankings actually made her cry. <laughs> like later, she was just like, okay. Because she didn't get it. Like, she didn't get that it's like not that serious. Right. Oh, no. That he's not like making these demands. Right. But later, she was like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't rank it. Okay. Let's do, let's do top three. I had Top three that. music groups Ooh. from oh, both God. of you. And then we're in on this podcast. This is too much. What? No, um, you got to do something easier. Uh, top three movies. Oh, this is, these are just big questions. What's It's like f- asking like Jeez, I could, about religion. Top three religions. <laughs> Catholicism, Catholicism, Catholicism. Um, <laughs> top three. I mean, I think we're all going to be in agreement. Top three gas station. Oh, chains. let's yeah. do gas station. Okay. Like, on the road, gas station road. chains. Yeah. Bucky's. I mean. Okay. I'm I mean, saying spoiler top. alert. Everyone it's knows Bucky's. Number one. Bucky's. Yes. Okay. Number two. That's also that's like a religion as number well. Number two. Sheets. Is it sheets? Okay, sheets. Or is, is it Wawa? I'm less experienced with Wawa. Um, I've only done Wawa like once or twice. Honestly, though, who fucking cares after Bucky's? I mean, well, it's yeah, a, but not not everybody is is <laughs> not, not everybody is privileged. routed through uh, Texas or uh, <laughs> or fucking Loxley, Alabama. Yeah. Wherever. Um, yeah. Tell me how's the brisket? For all the international sheets? for all the international listeners, uh Bucky's is the greatest. Right. It's like I wanna call it like the Walmart of gas stations, but that sounds derogatory. Right. It's, it's like the if Whole Wal- Foods. It's like if Walmart were amazing right. and clean. But the same size. But the same size, <laughs> but like higher quality somehow, and also had like uh and also didn't triple treat- digit gas pumps like literally over a hundred and if they didn't uh treat their employees like shit yeah bucky's is good bucky's yeah they make like twenty dollars an hour starting out or something now yeah it's something good something crazy the bathrooms are insane it's like the good the so many bathrooms 
so clean. Right. I, it's like there's a person whose job is just to, I mean, clean this doesn't bathrooms. sound yeah. good for them, but they just hang out in the bathroom and clean. Right. Like every stall gets cleaned after a use. Insane. Right. It's okay. just, it's, it's a, like a religious experience to be in right. a Bucky's. It's a, it's a, what's the, um, you know, out in the, uh, I'm not, never mind. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, I've got time. Go ahead. <laughs> We're here for it. Crunch the numbers. Uh, oh, also the Bucky's busy bee. The busy bee. Have, Have you, you been to busy oh, bee? In Florida. Out in Florida near Jacksonville. Yeah. Right. Busy bee is up there for sure. Yeah. Um, but there's only like one. Diet Bucky's. It does have some Diet like, in, it does have some interesting stuff. Yeah. It has like more, I think busy bee has more of like a candy, uh, like a wall of candy. Right. And the kind that you get like a plastic pouch and yeah. get it by the pay by the ounce. Right. That's kind by of the fun. Ounce, yeah. There's like a yogurt, maybe a frozen yogurt right. situation. Uh, burger, a BK in there. I still think Bucky's stands would dispute that Bucky's like candy wall isn't superior though, right? Bucky's candy wall isn't superior? Well, like I think it is, oh. is what I'm saying. Oh. Like they've got Bucky's brand uh taffy like that's true right and um bucky's also has great clothes like their merch <laughs> is just on another the, level this podcast is getting out of hand we're i gotta head to toe in bucky's right now <laughs> no we're, we're on video right now <laughs> yeah this is, i bought this at bucky's <laughs> yeah exactly ah, henry spent uh fourteen hundred dollars on this outfit it's all bucky's um they have the br- the brisket at Bucky's. It's fine. It's for okay, a gas I'm, station. Right. Okay. I'm done. Let's stop this podcast. We're we're getting crazy, right? Talking about Bucky's. Yeah, you guys are going into semantics about I, uh, Bucky's I, brisket. I feel like um, we're finally getting in the pocket. Yeah, I feel like this is. <laughs> I would cut the out pocket. the first hour and a half and yeah. just jump to the Bucky's talk. Um. Um. Sheets. If you haven't been, is really good. That's good. Northeast, yeah. I got the last time I went on tour with Michael's band, the Handsome Scoundrels. Right. We did have, I think, four consecutive meals at Sheets. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. sort of burned well, me out a little bit. Yeah. Well, we played in <laughs> Pittsburgh, and we we're like, it was it was late, and we were like, man, where can we get food? And they're like, I don't know the Sheets. And we're like, okay, I'm gonna go to the Sheets. I also feel like Robert. Uh, the singer and guitar player from your band, like I don't think that he eats. He eats like, very little. He doesn't eat normal meals. Right. Yeah, um, that's fair. So it's sort of like a gas station is is like his place he wants to eat. It's optimal for him. Yeah, yeah. well, he's able to pick pick and choose. Yeah, and so Sheets is like kind of good because the food you is can solid. Make a, you can get a meal, anything yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm trying to think of any. I mean, I, I like a Love's. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, solid, solid, familiar. Just the consistency. Right. It's definitely it's be up gross, there for me. But you know exactly how gross it's mm-hmm. gonna be. Right. I like that the layout is even the same. Right. Like I know where the. Uh, you know the where weird, the headset microphones. I know are. where the weird fruit cups are. Yeah. That I always wonder, like, how long have they been <laughs> the there? Fruit has been there. Right. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, any uh, closing statements, Henry? No, but I have some medium statements. (laughs) (laughs) 
We've gone so we've we gone way my, longer. We haven't even gotten to my prepared opening remarks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bradley's opening remarks. Um, I hereby state, as a as a group, Osla. Best. What what is next? Okay. Oh, we've got we're sitting on an, a new EP. Ooh. Um. It's I, done. Yeah, it's done. It's barely done. How many songs? Five. Ooh, shit. And an additional. Okay, yeah. Um, Got a bonus track. Five songs. Six songs? Five songs, one of which is a new mix of a already released song. Um, we updated it. Yeah, we did. And a bonus track. Nice. Which is not really, is it on the EP or is it just a separate? I think it's a separate thing. Ooh, Ooh a single. It's a separate. cover song. Yeah. Okay. A little cover song. Right. Um, it's, it's wild that it takes us like two years to make five songs. Well, uh, to be fair, uh, it takes us like a long time to record songs too. How many songs per month? Or- <sighs> Not Shit. like not necessary. Not that you have to make a song every month, but like point for me, yeah, it's a it's a decimal. Right, yeah, uh, decimal for sure. Well, for most people, if you made twelve songs a year, you'd be working on a pretty good. Right, you'd be Drake. Yeah. Right, but you guys have made full length albums before. That's true. How how long did it take to make the most recent full? Well, I length? think God just comes down and touches Robert. You know. Now, uh, how long start to finish, like, first song being Being, being written? Written? Yeah. Uh, The last album, Ooh La La, that came out last year on uh, Swamp Cabbage Records and um, Snub Records, uh, which you can buy at thehandsofscoundrels.com. Wait, which one? Slash shop. Cabbage Records or? Swamp Cabbage Records. Oh, okay. And uh, Snub Records. Okay. Which you can buy at thehandsofscoundrels.com. Slash shop. Um. Ooh la la. Uh, it probably took us three years. Whoa. How many songs? Twelve. So that's... Uh, Point three a month. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's all, uh, three, that's all Robert. Three. Robert's the Henry of the group, and I'm, I'm the Brad. Yeah. I'm the I'm the sex, you know. <laughs> um, he comes in to polish off, polish off, polish off the rest. But uh, so there's a, uh, an EP coming out. Yeah. Okay. Um, EP coming out. We work pretty slowly. Cause we do. We been, live in. How long have you been working on the name? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's taken us a long time to even come up with a name. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's just it's been a, a long process, and right. also we live in separate cities too, which maybe makes it it's tough. But there's more a series difficult. of tubes that goes between these. That's cities. true. Yeah, pneumatic, yeah. pneumatic. Yeah, right. But uh, I look forward to the new EP. You know, I like the I like the songs that are out there right now. Um, I think it's gonna be good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, where can people find you? Um, online. Deer Valley Skiers. 
Yeah, if you want to book ski lessons with me <laughs> at Deer Valley Ski Resort, um, just ask for Henry. Um, I'm I'm the only Henry, I think. Wow. If not, uh, you got somebody to kill. I'm the only Henry from Alabama for sure. Nice. <laughs> Probably the only person from Alabama that's a ski instructor, right? No, I think I th- there have been uh, ski instructors who have come and gone, <laughs> who uh, last. who are from Alabama. Okay. Well, it's a it's a job that a lot of people just do for like a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tourists. That's how we call them in the business. <laughs> so uh, Osla, uh, what's what's the Instagram? Um, Osla dot sound. Ooh. But you know, I've been trying to think of like a better Instagram handle. I mean, that's good. Um, I'm over it. Uh, so sound off in the comments below. <laughs> go go off queens with and su- kings with suggestions, right? Um, but yeah, for the time being, Osla dot sound on Instagram, and there's the link in the bio has. You know, this, uh, all the other places you can find it. And yeah. on, that's the best way to, like, find the Spotify because it is really hard to find on Spotify, unfortunately. So the link in the Instagram bio. Hell yeah. Cool. If you want to book me. Bradley? For something. Anything. Yeah, what's the website? Uh, what's, what's the webby? BradleyThomasTurner.com. Hell yeah. Right on. I got some music coming out. So. Ooh, a, a Christmas thing? Can I, can, I, can I put that out there in the world? Well, it sounds like you already have. I, I you know. Sorry, uh, for all the pagans the out there, uh, <laughs> winter the solstice surprise. saying. Yeah. Yeah, I might have some holiday, holiday tunes coming out. Nice. We'll see. I don't want... To like cause an uproar, right? <laughs> uh, Mariah Carey to be deheaded or beheaded, yeah. you know. Uh, cool. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, you know coming and sitting on the couch. Uh, Thanks for having us. Hell yeah, it's a pleasure. Been a good time. Uh, you had options, but you decided to talk to me. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this has been part one. Part one. Join us. Uh, join, join us, join us on. Two. Join us right now for part two. <laughs> Loves versus pilot. <laughs>